What is up? What is going on? It's such a lovely day. Cold, but it's such a lovely day. Not because of the weather, not be, simply because you, God woke you up this morning. I know you think it was the alarm clock. Maybe you think it was your husband, a wife. Maybe you think it was the kids running in and out there. No, I just believe that God was the one that woke you up this morning. And he woke you up, and guess what he gave you this morning? New mercy. That's what he did for you. For his mercy is renewed every single morning. We need the mercy, Lord, every day, every hour, on the hour. We need him like that. I need him like that. I don't know about you. I know there's some religious folks who think that they got it all together and they don't need the mercy of the Lord. I know there's some preachers and some teachers and some church folk out there who said they don't need the mercy of the Lord. I know there's some folk out there have been telling you that they don't need the mercy of the Lord. I know there's some folk out there who you heard their testimonies and they don't need the mercy of the Lord. I know some folks out there who, 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 may, who maybe got a lot of money, got a lot of time, got a lot of health together, got a lot of car, got a lot of house, got a lot of, you know, stocks, got a lot of bonds. That's good. But listen, you still need the mercy of the Lord. Can you pay for air that you're breathing? Maybe you pay for the sun to shine. <laughs> Maybe you can negotiate with the moon and tell the moon to give us his light. Maybe you can negotiate with the food. <laughs> and maybe you can negotiate with the animals and tell the animals that provide the food and the things that we deserve, that, that we have in this life. You get my drift. Listen, there's some things that you just can't. No, you need the mercy of the Lord. Maybe you can negotiate with the gravity. Make sure the gravity is set in place and make sure it's is what it is my god but because of his mercy he is upholding all things by the word of his power that means that everything has been held together by the word that means that one rebuke one word from him and the gravity will cease to exist the air would leave your chair would decompose your body will go back to the dust your Whatever you can think of will be gone. But because of his mercy, he doesn't allow it to go down. For his will does not that any should perish, but all should come into the knowledge of him. Lord have mercy. I know you don't believe it. But listen, some of you may believe it, some of you don't believe it. But listen, what if some don't believe? Shut their unbelief, they the faith of God. Of none effect. That means that, that, that God forbid. It don't matter who don't believe it. Her faithfulness. Still. See some people. Um, they, they, only, they only get off if somebody else believe it. They can only uh, have found joy. In what somebody else has to say. Listen. Isn't it awesome. That you can have all kind of accomplishments. You can have all kind of different things going on in your life. And that's good. But when you try to present those things of who you are, and if nobody, no one cares, some folks get offended by that. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody coming to you with a whole lot of PhDs, a whole lot of um, a house, a whole lot of accomplishments, different things they're doing in life, and you present it and nobody cares? They're like, yeah, whatever, man. That To some people, they'll be insulting. That's why you can't get your gratification 
off what somebody else thinks. No, 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 no. It don't matter who don't like it. God is God. It don't matter who. And then whatever you got going in life, it don't matter who likes it, don't like it. Be yourself. Be yourself, my brother, my sister. Be yourself. Don't try to find some gratification off what other people think. No matter. Some people just. Some people out here preaching for applause. Some folks out here uh, giving status for applause. Giving videos for applause. And then the, pro the problem with that is if they don't get the glory, then they feel slighted. No, 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 no. We ain't doing this thing for we can get glory. We need to do this thing for God and God him alone. I want to get the glory. I want to share something with you real quick. And it may not be real quick. It's usually I give you about 15 minutes of glory. But let me, let me give you something real quick out of the word of God. Today, I feel the need to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Because it was something that I seen on here that it freaked me. I'm going to read a couple of verses of scripture. And I want you to hang in here with me because I'm going to show you something. It's uh, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to start reading around verse number 1. Now, hang in here with me because, um, you know, it's something that you could possibly, you know, use for yourself. Now, we do about 15 minutes of this thing because, uh, believe it or not, it is hard to hold folks' attention in these days and times. Don't, 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 don't. I know. I know it is. I know it's hard, man. It is just hard to hold the attention of some. Go, bo, But God is going to get your attention. Lord have mercy. He may not do it through the word. He may have to do it through another person. He may have to do it through a family member. He may have to do it through the stock market crashing. He may have to do it through, oh my God, don't, don't let him do it like that. He may have to do it through a breakup. He may have to do it through the doctor telling you that you may have something that you can't get rid of unless you pray. He may have to do it through this, that, and the other. Or he may just do it by blessing you. He may just do it by giving you the promotion. He may just do it by somebody shaking your hand and in that hand that's $1,000. It may, he may just, it, it may just happen that way. Who knows how it's going to go down? But one way or the other. He's going to get your attention. He's going to get your attention. Let me get you into the word of God for I'm going about a run out of time. First Corinthians chapter 15 and around verse number one, it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. That's what I'm getting ready to do to you. Which I preach unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. This is where the good where Christians stand at. If you're trying to stand on anything, anything else, you're on shaky ground. Let me share something with you real quick. Well, tell you what, let me read verse two. On down to verse 3 maybe. And then, then we'll, I'll share something with you. Now here's where you stand. Is you're a Christian. By which also you, you are saved. You are standing by this. And we're saved by this. By the gospel. If you keep in memory. What I preach unto you. Unless you have believed in vain. Don't believe in vain. Don't believe Don't believe on a Monday. Then don't believe it again on a Tuesday. Don't believe in vain. Now, but watch this. For I delivered unto you first of all. That which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. This is what happened. He Christ died for our sins. Now watch this. That's where we stand. This is where we, this, this is where we stand and this is where we believe. Watch this. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Watch this. Now, this does the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord. That's where your faith stands. That's where you um believe. That's where you stand and that's where you're saved. Now watch this. If you're trying to defend yourself or stand on anything else, you're standing on shaky ground. If you're standing on philosophy, 
If you're trying to stand on how many scriptures you know. If you're trying to stand on how oh, this, that, and the other. If you're standing on anything else besides the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're standing on shaky ground. Lord have mercy. And you don't want to stand on shaky ground. My God. You want to stand on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't try to, listen, when people confront you about your faith, if somebody tries to confront you about different things, that and the other, you don't stand on philosophy. You don't stand on a debate or an argument with them. Don't you, why you keep getting arguments with people for about the scripture, about your faith? Stand on the gospel. Don't try to outsmart nobody. Don't try to outthink them. Don't try to outphilosophy them. Don't try to outtalk them. Don't stand on the gospel. That's where your faith needs to stand. Glory to God. Let me show you. Let me keep reading this thing. I'll just show you. I'm, I'm getting something. Different. But let me show you something real quick because I got to read you some scriptures. And then he was seen of Cephas and of the twelve. Watch this. After that, he was seen above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater remained. Unto this present, but some are falling asleep, and some are passed away. After that, he was seen of James, and of all, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, and that's one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, and I'm not meek to be called an apostle, because I persecute the church of God. He said, I persecute the church of God. Now watch this, is Paul speaking. He said, he persecute the church of God. Now watch this. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. See, he's about it. He know Paul knows, he, he is who he is by the grace of God. Now, the problem is, and the, the things that we have going on today is, some fools think thinks they are who they are because of themselves. But Paul said, because of the grace of God, I am what I am. Rabbi, By the grace of God, I am what I am. He Paul said, if you see me writing letters, if you see me laying hands on the sick, if you see me raising the dead, if you see me preaching the gospel, if you see me living this life that I'm preaching, if you see me go, I am what I am by the grace of God. And that's why he was so powerful. You see, the problem is the reason why some folks don't see miracles, the reason why some preachers don't see miracles, they, they see preaching. They see people coming to church, but they don't see miracles. The reason why they don't see miracles is they think it's because of them. But when you start moving yourself out the way, then he can take you higher. When you start realizing that it is by the grace of God that you are what you are, then you can see miracles. That's just what I believe this is what it is. Let me give you something else. It says, verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. He didn't waste his grace. See, God doesn't waste his grace on no man. God does not waste his grace on no man. If he gave you the grace to do something, you're going to do that thing. Because he doesn't waste nothing. Oh, my God in here. Oh, my God in here. Have you ever seen somebody and it was a great athlete and they could have went pro? They could have made millions. And you say to yourself, what a waste. Because he, he just got in drugs, got in the street, did different things, messed up himself, did all kind of foolishness, didn't make it. Because he wouldn't focus on, that's not how God does his grace. <laughs> you ain't going to waste this thing, baby. If you're really anointed and called of God, some kind of way it's going to come out. I mean, I feel, now the problem is, we traditionally think it's going to come out the way we want it to come out. Oh, he's going to be in church. Oh, he's going to leave your hands on sick. He don't always call people in church now. 
God got more people. He got doctors. He got lawyers. He got businessmen. He got construction. He got architects. He got all kind of stuff going on. He's not, you know, he got, and he got bombs on the street. You just don't understand how deep this grace is, do you? Some kind of way, this word, this grace, this anointing, it's gonna get out. Shock out of So let, let, let me. This ain't what I'm. This ain't what I'm trying to get to, though. Let me keep reading because he's not. He, listen, you don't have a wasted life now. If God anointed you, if He given you grace, then it is what it is. Let, let, let me keep reading. Therefore, whether I were or they, so we preach. Also, you believe. I says now, verse fifteen. Now, now excuse me. First uh, Corinthians fifteen. Um, this is verse twelve. Now watch what he says here. Now follow me now. Hey, don't get distracted. Now, follow me. You only got about three or four minutes left of word now. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that he were, there is no resurrection from the dead? And there be no resurrection from the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then, there, then that's our preaching vain. He said our preaching, he said our preaching then is vain. It's futile. It means nothing if Christ is not raised from the dead. And your faith is vain. Your faith is futile. Your faith means nothing if Christ rose from the, didn't rise from the grave. I says, yea, we are found false witnesses of God because we testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that he did not rise up. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, yet you are still in your sins. Watch this. Then they also which are falling asleep and Christ are perish. He said people who are dead already are perish. If Christ didn't raise from the dead. Watch this. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable, pitiful. If in this life only we're having hope in Christ. No, it ain't about this life only, baby. It's about a resurrection. It's about a new life. We ain't living just, we ain't living for the world. We ain't living for the now. We just we living for Christ. There's something else that Christ has for us. And let me let me give you something else. That's why folks are so miserable. That's why you see so many miserable Christians. Because they think this is it. You, you'll be shocked how many Christians are miserable because and it's how they've been preached to when they go to these churches. Some of these churches that you're going to, they got you thinking that this is it. So they got to think that if you ain't living a particular lifestyle. You're nothing and you're most miserable. That's why you're miserable because of how you've been preached to. But no, no, it's, it's something greater than this. Can I give you something else? I'm almost about to run out. Can I give you something else? But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep. And Christ was the first one that, that rose from the dead never to die again. Now, it is. What, now, watch this. But since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. Now, what man is he talking about? What man came death? Well, here we are. For as in Adam all die. There we go. That Adam in the garden. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now, watch this. But every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Afterward, they which are Christ at his first is his coming. And then cometh the end. When you shall be delivered up to the kingdom of God. Even the Father when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. Watch this. He must reign. Who? Christ, till he had put all enemies under his feet, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he had put all things under his feet, and when he had said all things uh, put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which he did put all things under him, now watch this and when things uh, when all things are shall be subdued unto him then shall the son also be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all, let me show you something real quick here's what I want to show you 
I'm going to go on because I'm for, as for, for time's sake. I'm going to expedite you because I'm already over time. But I got to get some of this like, out right now. Let, let, me, let me give you a verse. Let me go down to verse 45. Let me give, give you verse 45. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let me read verse 45. So it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a living, a quickening, a quickening spirit. I want to let me show you. Um, there's two Adams. You know, it was two Adams, did you? <laughs> that first Adam was in the garden. He was made, according to the Bible, a living soul. But the last Adam, Jesus, was made a quickening spirit. Lord have mercy. Howbeit, that was not first which was spiritual, but that which was natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. See, the natural always going to come before the spiritual. That's why you have a natural birth first. And then you got to have a spiritual birth. Lord have mercy. You came out of your mother's womb first. And now you come out of the womb of God. See, you come out. You're coming out of the, the, your mother's womb first. But then you come out of the womb of God. God, God got you with his womb. God, yeah, God birthed you forth. Come on now. The word birthed you forth. I feel like, let me just send that. Now, some of this is just revelation, but hold on for a minute. The first man of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. He's comparing those comparison between the first Adam and the last Adam. He's doing this comparison now between Adam and Christ. Now, watch this. Both are the Son of God, though. You didn't know that, but I'm going I'm to keep you in the loop. But that's all right, though. I'll get to that another time. Watch this. And it was born, the he was born, and he was born the image of the earthly, was also born the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brother, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. See, you get that natural birth first. That's what I'm saying. He said, but saying flesh and blood can inherit the kingdom of God. See, the problem is that I post preaching to you is, is that it's, it, they trying to tell you that you have to do certain things to inherit the kingdom of God. But what he's saying is, if you're not born again, that's when you inherit. That's when an inheritance comes in. But you preaching it to people like they got to do a certain thing to get something. But what they got to do is believe. All things are possible to him to believe in. Listen, when those people were coming in the Bible, coming to be healed, they were coming to be healed. Christ put no stipulation on them to keep a law or to or have a certain behavior. I, I, that's why I love preaching on the pockets because if I did this, people go, he did not put any, when the woman with the issue of blood came to Christ, she, there was no stipulation on her for a certain behavior. When the blind men came to the Christ, there was no stipulation on them to order to receive their sight. Morally, for anything they had, when they, when they came, when, they, when, when, the, when the lepers came to Christ, there was no, Christ didn't say, okay, well, if you want to be healed of this leprosy, you got to don't drink, don't smoke, don't curse, don't do anything, and you can be healed. He didn't say none of that. But what he did say is, do you believe I'm able to do this? Do you have faith in me? Then you can see miracles. Braba. But you got it backwards. You're trying to see blinded eyes open, and you're trying to see people raised from the dead by a stipulation. You're telling people, well, if you behave in a certain way, then you can see miracles. But in the Bible, it was not so. When you came to Christ, you had to believe that he is Christ. He is the healer. He is the deliverer. He will set you free. And then they were set free. <laughs> the changed life was afterwards. After you believe on Christ.
And he said, go and sin no more. They, 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 so your stipulations, that's why, that's what I'm telling you. I'm trying to show you. And that's why I'm, I'm really trying to show you why people don't see miracles. So let me show you something else. They don't feel they're worthy enough. They don't even feel that they're worthy enough to see. The, it, listen, it wasn't about you being worthy. I wish I can prove this. I may have to prove it. See, I'm running out of time. I'm all out of time right now. But I may have to prove to you. I may have to do it next time because I have to prove to you that it, being worthy or being perfect or being a certain way was not the criteria to see miracles. It was a faith in him. Woo. I don't have time. Listen, I, I got to get to what I got to. Let me show you something real quick. You don't believe this, but that's all right, though. And that's all right, though. But if you if you don't want to see miracles, don't believe. But if you do want to see miracles, then believe on Jesus Christ. That he is Lord. He is Lord over your sickness. See, some people not healed today because they feel they don't, they don't deserve the uh, healing. There are some people today who are not delivered because they feel like they don't deserve deliverance. And they're going to places they've been taught to where they don't deserve deliverance. But if everybody in this world got exactly what they deserve, it'll be absolutely nothing. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. But we got a but there. But your honor, we have somebody here that is willing to die for the sins of the whole world. We have a scapegoat here. We have a redeemer. We have a kinsman redeemer. We have somebody here that's willing to do it for everybody. Well, who is this guy? Who is this person? Well, John said, behold, the Lamb of God was taken away the sin of the world. Lord, I, mean, I, I, I got to preach, but I, I'm, I'm trying to preach. I'm, I'm trying to get out of here. I, I don't want over my time, but let me show you something real quick. Let me show you something. That's why he said, you know, I said, verse, first Corinthians chapter 15. Let me give a verse. That's what I want to show you. Verse 54. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this immortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Whoa, what, what does that mean? What, what, what does it mean? Death is swallowed up in victory. What are you talking about here? And then he goes on saying verse 55. Oh, death. Watch this, watch this. Death has a steam. Grave has a victory. Well, watch this. Let's, let's get into it. 56. He said, the sting of death is sin. What are you talking about? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is a law. Whoa. So, here's what it's saying. <laughs> death had a sting, which is sin, which means this, that when you died, there was no coming back from that because of sin. And the reason being because the strength of that sin was the law, meaning that the law said, don't do this. Then the law said, if you broke the law, then you perish. It was no way that you can be saved. 
because you broke the law and no man can keep the law. So that's why when death came, all were, were doomed simply because there's no coming back. There was no coming back from death because of sin. Ah, uh, but there was a man that came from glory that took away the sin of the world. That's why he's asking the question now, death, where is thy sting? And grave, where is thy victory? Here's why, here's why he's asking that question. He's asking the question because Jesus Christ took away the sting of death. Meaning he at the cross, he took away your sins. My God in here. And so now, death, if you die, then he's saying that you can be risen from the grave simply because there is no sting in death and there is no strength in the law anymore. There is no strength in sin because Jesus took away the law and gave you grace. Lord have mercy. He took away the law. No, no, he fulfilled the law. He took it away. He fulfilled it and, and he given you grace. And now your his righteous life is on you. That's why death has no sting anymore. And that's why the law has no strength anymore. And that's why sin has no strength anymore. And let me prove to you. That's why he says, thanks be to God. Give which gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus. Lord have mercy. The Lord, He gives you the you have a victory. Listen, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. No matter what's going on, I still win because Christ has given me. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. No wonder when I'm in the building, the hands go up and they stay there because simply because Christ. Uh, Lord, wait a minute, is that another song? Lord have mercy. Listen, go over to God. Listen, get into your word. And listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, it wasn't me. What is up? What is going on? It is another beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made and we shall do something. Guess what? We're going to rejoice. And be glad they're in. We're not going to worry about what um, the news is saying right now. We ain't going to worry about what the devil is saying. We can't worry about what the enemy is saying. We can't worry about what the statistics is saying. Jesus is still Lord to the glory of God the Father. Um, and we're going to get right into the word of God too. Because we ain't going to waste no time. You know what I'm about. It's time to get into the book of Acts. Uh, something we've been in for a while. Been studying. Uh, been praying. Um, been um, uplifting the name of Jesus Christ in the book of Acts, preaching the gospel through the book of Acts. And um, we're going to start um, ministering in Acts chapter 5 now. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, um, well, here's what we do. We'll start reading at verse 1. You know, and the reason why we're going to start reading at verse 1, because I do believe we're going to have some fun. Let me, let's, let's read some real quick. Acts chapter 5 around verse 1, it says, But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphire, his wife, sold a possession. Mm -hmm. And he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. <laughs> kept back some of it, you know, kept some for himself, sold a piece of property, kept back some for himself. Um, now we're gonna see what's so bad about that because you know, you know, you know, because it's your property, right? You, 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 it's your property, you sold it. Right, it's your money. So we're gonna see what's so bad about that, and so let's let's find out. Um, it says he kept a part of the price. Now, verse four says this. Verse three says this. But Peter said, 
Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Uh oh, we're seeing now who, who filled his heart to lie though and hold back part of the price. To lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price in the land for yourself. While it remained, was it not in your own? He said, well, Peter's saying this. Well, it's, it's your own possession. You're the one who sold it. It's yours. So all you really got to do is say, okay, we sold it for 100000 Hey, we want some of that, though. We're going to keep our 50 of that for us. That's, that's all you got to say. You ain't got to lie, though, and say that you only sold it for so much. That's why you got to watch yourself sometimes when these, that's why I don't like these people who got these $100 lines and thousand dollar lines and all that and that's supposed to be so much of a blessing to you it's gonna bless you so good watch that watch that and after it was so was it not in your own control why have you conceived this thing in your heart you have not lied to men but to god that's why you can't do things uh, to be seen a man watch this and, and then ananias hearing these words fell down breathed his last so great fear came upon all those who heard these things. Watch this. And the young man rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. Now, wow. Can you imagine what was going on in that church? Here's <laughs> his man. He don't lie to the Holy Spirit. He don't lie to the Holy Spirit of God. Now, he don't drop dead in church. Watch this now. Now, it was about three hours now later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said, answer her. Tell me whether you have sold the land for so much. Let me give you a chance now. And she said, yeah, for so much. So she, and then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Lord have mercy. Lord, that's, a, that, 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 that's, that's kind of church you don't play around with back in those days. And watch this. And then immediately she fell down his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came in and found her dead and carried her out and buried her by her husband. Lord have mercy. Now, I said, so great fear came of all the church was upon those that heard these things. And through the hands of the apostles, that's what I want to get to. Here's what I get to right here. Acts chapter 5, verse 12. Now, here go the lesson right here. All right. And the, the moral of the story is, and as far as, don't make a vow to God and can't keep it. Don't make no promises to God. No, the only promise is you don't know. You just make promises. You just, you just keep the promises that God has made to you. Don't you try to out-promise God because your flesh can get involved and you can always find yourself <laughs> reneging on your promise. No, 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 no. Don't. Your flesh is too weak to make promises. <laughs> Have you ever made found yourself making promises? I'm promised, boy, I'll be here tomorrow. And next thing you know, you weren't there tomorrow. You don't feel like it. Your flesh said no. So no, no, don't don't make no promises. Now watch this. Now here's what I get to Acts chapter 5 and 12. Here's what I get to. I'm gonna show you something. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Mm. Many signs and wonders were done by the apostles. Let me show you what some, some things they all did. And yet none of these rest there joined them, but the people esteemed them highly. The people were highly esteeming the apostles, and nobody had dared to um, actually act that they was equal to or their ministry was equal to those men. Now watch this. And believers more increased, added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. People been added to the church. Now watch this. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Listen, look, look at look at that, look at that right there. You mean to tell me they was taking the they was putting people in bed and they was putting people
on couches and they were laying these people out in the street hoping that the shadow of Peter would pass by and they would be healed. Peter? Lord have mercy. The, the man that denied the Lord three times? That Peter? The man that began to sink when he began to walk on the water, but yet he started having doubt in his faith and he began to say, that Peter, the man that took Jesus and rebuked him, when Jesus was trying to say he was getting ready to die and, and, he, and he said, be it far from thee, Lord, and this and not, thing should not be unto thee. And Jesus had to say, get thee behind me, Satan, for you say the things that be of men, not the things that be of God. That Peter? Yeah, that same Peter. Because it's showing you that it's not by power, not by might, uh, my, my spirit says, Lord, he's showing you, God is showing you that he will use anybody. God is showing you that your mistakes are nothing but growing pains to get you where you need to be. God is showing you that Grebusha, and if there's any man on earth that will be humble, that God is using him that way, it's going to be Peter. Because Peter has been through a lot of things. Made some mistakes. Learn from some mistakes. Growing up, that did some things. Hallelujah. That showed that the shadow of Peter, Lord have mercy. Now he's so powerful, the shadow of Peter is healing people. He ain't laying hands on folks. He ain't slapping folks in the faces with ties. He ain't putting, um, uh, uh, slapping folks in the faces with oil. He, he, he don't got to be so powerful. He just, his shadow. It's just healing folk. Lord have mercy. And there's a reason for this though. And we were to find out. Was God doing this? For you to see that Peter was some great one? And Peter was so great? No, here's what God is doing. Here's what God is showing you through this. And also a multitude gathered from surrounding cities to Jerusalem. Listen, it was a multitude gathered from surrounding cities to come to Jerusalem to hear about Peter. And watch this. And here's what they did. They bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. They bringing sick folk to church. And our day, we just trying to get folks to bring somebody to church, bring some friend with you. But they were bringing sick folk, sick folk to church. Lord, I pray that that same power be manifest itself over here in these United States. I can't say what's going on in other parts of the world. I know. There's some healing going on in those other parts of the world. I know that. But Lord, I'm asking that you bring that same kind of healing power to these United States. Can I show you something real quick? And watch this. They were all healed. Now watch. They were all healed. Now watch this. I'll show you something. They were all healed. People who were sick people. Tormented people by unclean spirits. Listen, are you feeling tormented in your mind, in your body right now? Then I command you healing. In the in the devil shot in the name of Jesus. That same resurrection power that Peter was being manifest in Peter. I believe it's here today and I command you to be healed from all torment and unclean spirits. You've been tormenting body and mind and you will all be healed. Now watch this. And then now watch this. Now watch what happened. Because the anointing now. See, if you got that right kind of ministry. Then people will start being jealous of you. Now, if you have an ordinary ministry, the ministry is on somebody else's level. They don't really care nothing too much about it. But oftentimes, the right kind of ministry will make other men jealous. 
Now, Rebashaka, it will make ordinary men jealous. If you have any kind of power in the anointing, ordinary men will become jealous of your ministry. I, I feel the Holy Ghost in it. And that's something that's, let me say, you don't believe me? Then watch this. Men with titles will become jealous of your ministry. <laughs> men that are high priests, that are archbishops, that are bishops, bishops, that all will become jealous of you because they think that you have more power than them. They don't like how God is using you in your ministry. Lord have mercy. Can I show you something? And then the high priest rose up. Let me prove it to you. The high priest rose up and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, the religious, religious group, you know, Sadducees, religious folk. They were filled with indignation. They were filled with jealousy. I mean, nobody else, anybody come to hear us like that? Anybody come from miles around to hear us preach and to heal? Anybody coming from miles around here? Here's what we're talking about. Shoot. Maybe they, uh, I'm going to bring it up to date. Here's what people say today, though. They get jealous of folks' ministry sometimes. They must be saying something that folks want to hear. That's why everybody over there. Anybody come to hear me? Oh, no, no. Ain't that, that, my bad. They ain't, they ain't fucking, let, 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 me, let, me, let me give, let me give you something. Let me, let me show you how jealous these men got. Of Peter and, and John and Luke and all those boys in their ministry. And and watch this. And laid their hands on the apostles and put them into the common prayer. They, they don't got arrested for preaching. They don't got arrested because they are anointed. They don't got arrested because people come to hear them. For healing. See, you do you really want that anointing? Everybody says they want the anointing. See, in these days and times, you're going to see really, do you really want that anointing? Because that anointing might get you put in the common prison. That anointing might bring controversy your way. That anointing may bring other men jealous of you. And you just want everybody just to get along. And then sometimes you're so scared of somebody being jealous of you that you even dumb down your ministry. You don't want to say too much. You don't want to do too much. No, let the Lord use it how he see fit. And let us kill the flesh and let God use whom he will. And lay their hands on the apostles and put them in a common prison. Watch this. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened up the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. What life? The life of, the, of Jesus Christ. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Show them why blinded eyes are being opened. Show them why that we're able to lay people in beds that are sick on couches and beds in the street in your shadow hill. Show them why. Tell them why that um rebo shakaraba that people are getting jealous and throwing you into the prison. Show them why. Tell them why. Show them why now. And it's gonna be why because of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me show you something. Go stand in the temple and speak to the people. Lord have mercy. Go, he says, go stand simple and, pre and, and speak to the people all the words of his life. And watch this. Watch this. And he did that. Watch this. Go stand in temple. Watch this. In the verse 21, Acts 5, 21. I'm getting to, I'm just going to get so excited, but watch this. And when they heard that, they entered to the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those who were with him, with him came and called a council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. Now, they think they're still in prison. God done released them from the prison. And but they the chief priests and that they think they are still in the prison, so they go and looking for Peter and them in the prison and watch what happened. 
But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we found prison, we, we, indeed, we found the prison shut securely, and, a, and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. You have them guards on the, you got guards now guarding a prison with nobody in it. <laughs> Ain't it funny how sometimes you think you're doing your job, but you're not doing your job. Lord have mercy. Let me show you what's happening. Saying, indeed, we, listen, we found the prison shut securely. Guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now, when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what, what the outcome would be. And then one came and told him, saying, look, the men whom you put in prison are, they, they stood up preaching. Now, let me read this thing. The man that you put in prison that's standing in the temple, teaching the people. They said it with an exclamation point. They couldn't believe what was going on. And then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest and asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? What name? In Jesus' name. Nobody cares about you talking about God. They don't want you talking about Jesus. Nobody cares nothing about you having church. They don't want you talking about Jesus up in there. Nobody cares about you calling on the name of other gods. Just don't call on the name of Jesus because that starts a problem. That's, that's controversy. That's, that's, we can't do that. And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. That's what they want to do, though. That's, what, that's where your healing comes in. That's where your remission of sins comes in. That's where the angel, that's where the death can pass from house to house and not get in your house because of the blood of Jesus. That's what's going to get you saved. That's what's going to get you forgiven. That's what's going to heal you. That's what's going to deliver you. It's got to be the blood of Jesus. So, sure, we try to bring the blood on you. Then Peter and the other apostles answered this. We ought to obey God rather than man. Who's doing that nowadays? What, what preaching pastor really doing it nowadays? Then the God of our fathers raised up Jesus from whom you murdered and hanged on a tree. This is the gospel. And that's basically what, he, what he's telling you. He's telling you why now that people land in the streets on couches and beds of the sick and getting healed by a shadow. He's telling you now why is that... um. People coming from miles around just to hear that apostle sound. He's telling you why now that he's able to uh, lay hands on the sick and, and watch them recover. He's telling you now, now why now that he's able to lay hands on folks and they get the Holy Spirit. He's telling you why now they're speaking in tongues and, 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 and turning the world upside down. He's telling you why now. He's saying simply it's because of this. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom he murdered and hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and a savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. I got to bring the blood on you because that's what the forgiveness of sin is. If you can believe on this death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, then you too can feel the power of the resurrection power of the Most High God. Lord, I'm sorry for that preacher. I'm leaving it on in a minute. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Obey him doing what? Obeying him and believing the gospel about his son. 
that he is the son of God and that he died on the cross and that he rose again from the grave and he's coming back for those who believe just that. You better get into it. You know what's going on in this world today. You better get into it. And when they heard this, they were furious and took counsel to kill them. They wanted to kill them. The anointing can get you killed. And watch this. You want to be anointed so bad, but anointing can get you killed. Watch this. And then one of the council stood up and a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law and in respect of all the people, commanded to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to the men of Israel, take heed to yourselves and what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Theodos rose up, claiming to be somebody. And a number of men, about 400, joined him. And he was slain and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. Help us, Lord, with God. God. After this, this man, a Judas of Galilee, rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also he perished and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if his plan, this work is this of men, it will come to nothing. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it lest you even be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, did you see that? So they don't, they jealous of these men. They don't beat these men. They're trying to describe their ministry. They're jealous of their ministry. <laughs> and they commanded they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Now, we don't tell you about you having church. We don't care about you having meetings. We don't care about you talking about God. Just don't talk about this Jesus. So they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing. They were found worthy to suffer shame for saying, what? What in the world? So the apostles now just got thrown in prison and was released. They've been beaten without a cause. They've been uh, hated on. And for all that, they went away rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. We are not the same today. If we want to see the same power, then we got to do what they do. But I guess everybody, you know, teaching different things. And watch this. And daily in the temple, in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Y'all just got to have church in the building. And go to somebody's house and rejoice. But we don't do that no more either. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.